Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. You know, when uh, the young people in our culture listen to rap music, and a lot of times with rap music, they have a warning on it. Well, in African-American preaching, we may be subject to ask you for amen every now and then. And so let's just field test it. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. I, I'm glad to be in a place I've never been before, and I feel right at home from the early morning service. I just felt uh, at home, and I still feel at home. I thank God uh, for this ministry and for Pastor Lash. He is, uh, I've known him for about six years, and uh, he is one of the coolest guys I know. Now, let, let me explain what I mean by that. Now, in Afro-American context, uh, uh, blacks are known to have what's called swag. S-W-A-G. And swag has to do with, uh, like, for example, if I'm walking to you, and I, you know, and I... That's called swag. It's a swag. It's a, it's a movement. But meeting Lash... I said, man, he's got, he's got swag. And I thank God for his, his spirit in meeting his family, his two daughters today. I thank God for Brother Carey uh, uh, coming with us to share in uh, this service. I think he said I had 70 minutes to preach this morning. So uh, uh, thank God for your praise and worship uh, team. And uh, we're going to get right to it. Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. Starting at verse 1. I never thought I would be reading a Bible from a, a, a phone. Now, some of you looking at me, you got to know I'm, I'm, I'm a father, three, 30, uh, I got a son, 37, 31, and 30, and I'm a grand, uh, and a husband of one wife, and, and I have 10 grandchildren. And uh, so, I know I look I know I look young <laughs> but I've been on this planet a, a minute now amen Mark chapter 2 and uh, I believe this King James version might read and again he entered into Capernaum after some days and it was noise that he was in the house and straight may, straightway many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them no not so much as the door and he preached the word un, unto them and they Come unto him, bringing one sick of palsy or paralyzed, which was bore by four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto them, this, uh, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there, and reasoning in their hearts, why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your heart? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise, take up thy bed and walk, but that you might know that the Son of Man hath power on earth, to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto you, rise, 
take up thy bed and go thy way unto thine house. And immediately he arose, took up of the bed and went forth before all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. I want to talk around a subject this morning, pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Turn to your neighbor and say, pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Now do something for me. Put your hands together and clap your hands. Amen. I feel right at home. Amen. One of the greatest truths this text reveals and, uh, to us, and this should bring great uh, tidings of joy, are the words that Jesus spoke to this paralyzed man. Your sins are forgiven. While the text does not tell us the details or the circumstances that surrounded this man's condition, what is clear is that this man's friends believed Jesus had the solution. How many of you know here this morning that Jesus has the solution? So they brought him to Jesus. Jesus spoke these words. Your sins are forgiven. Uh, this is the essence of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. This is the core of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It speaks uh, from the heart of God. Ephesians 1.7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Colossians 1.13 and 14 said, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. You see, this forgiveness of sins is not legally fair because broken laws demand consequences. It's not emotionally or intellectually logical. It creates what's called cognitive dissonance. It's hard to believe that your sins have been forgiven. It's not morally just. The, the, the human action and the character contradicts the judgments of right and wrong. Well, that's why this is good news, because it's all about the grace of God. John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus, said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Can somebody say amen? Uh, just like the Pharisees uh, of Jesus' day, uh, men often wonder, how can Jesus do this? How can Jesus forgive sins? And the text, it said he speaks blasphemies because only God can forgive sins. Well, I got good news. First of all, Jesus is God. Jesus is God. In John, St. John chapter 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Jesus is God. And because, glory to God, 
He is God. He has the authority and the power to forgive sins. You know, uh, every uh, Easter we have what's called Good Friday services. Amen. We call the last seven sayings of Christ. And, 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 one, and, the, and the greatest saying that grips my heart is when Jesus cries out from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus is God. And because he is God, he has the right and the authority to forgive us of our sins. But not only is Jesus God, Jesus is grace. Jesus is grace. St. John 1.14 said, And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1.17 says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You find in chapter John, St. John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11, the story of the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. And in this story, we see uh, the difference between humanity and God. Now, what's interesting, they brought this woman to Jesus with uh, some type of sheet or something around him. and said she was caught in the very act, and by the laws of Moses, this woman should be put to death. She should be stoned. And the Bible says this Jesus wrote in the sand. He didn't even look up. And he says, let him who was without sin cast the first stone. And the Bible says, from the eldest to the youngest, they all left. Now, some people say that when Jesus wrote in the sand, he might have written, been writing down the names of the people there and the sins that they did. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know this. They all left from the eldest to the youngest. Then Jesus said, where are your accusers? He says, she says, they're all gone. He said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. It's interesting. Humanity will give you a stone while God will give you a savior. The story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, 11 through 32 revealed the difference between the son and the father. It reveals the attitude of the older brother who could not rejoice over his wayward brother who had returned home. Why? Because his father forgave him and celebrated his return. Somebody ought to say amen. My brothers and sisters, the good news is that regardless of what you've done, your sins have been forgiven. When Jesus died on the cross, he died to take away sin. He died to take away the penalty of sin. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He died to take away the power over strength. It's sin. It's, it's strength over your life. And in Romans chapter 6 through chapter 8, it talks about yielding our members as unto righteousness, as those that are alive from the dead. He's given us power over the power of sin. He also came to take away, one day he'll take away the very presence of sin. 
When Jesus died on the cross, he only died one time. 1 Peter 3.18 said, For Christ offered suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body but made alive in the spirit. In Hebrews 9.28 it says, So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time not to bear sin but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. The good news is your sins are forgiven. What sins? Your past sins. What sins? Your present sins. What sin? Your future sins. Christ died for all of our sins. And this is one of the hardest things for believers to comprehend. And it's hard to comprehend grace because grace is incomprehensible. Songwriter said, I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life. But, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad he did. How many this morning are glad for the grace of God? The question that arises is, uh, well, does this issue a license for people to sin? Does this issue a license? Paul said, there is therefore now no condemnation. Does this issue a, a license for sin? He said, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Well, grace is not a license to sin, but power to live holy. Power to live holy. Hebrews 9.13 says, for the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God. Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. When God does a work of salvation in our lives, he does a work of transformation. For every man in Christ is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Can I get a witness in this place? Amen. Jesus is God. Jesus is grace. But Jesus is also good. How many know this morning that Jesus is good? 2 Corinthians 5.19 says, To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the, the work of reconciliation. Reconciliation. In other words, God has given us uh, 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 the, the responsibility and the privilege of spreading the good news that Jesus died to take away the sin of the world. Glory to God. Many who come to church come to church carrying uh, guilt and, and shame of past sin. Many feel the critical eyes of those who won't ever let you forget, glory to God, what you have done. Uh, you, you know, it's interesting how people refuse to forget about what you've done. But God says, as far as the east 
is from the west. So I will not remember your sins no more in Psalms 102. But the day is over. You should know the truth, the scripture says. And the truth shall make you free. The fact is your sins are forgiven. And just like Alka-Saucer, Jesus will give you relief from anxiety and stress and guilt and shame and the pain of past experiences and failure. Pop, pop. Fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. You have been forgiven, and it has been forgotten. We need to celebrate and tell others about the goodness of the Lord, how the Lord has had mercy on us. There is a hymn that says, at last and did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? At the cross, at the cross, when I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith that I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Pop, pop. Fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. And what's good about the grace of God is that nothing can separate us from the love of God. If I was here, I would hoop if I was at church, at my church. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. And I don't care what you've done, where you've been. It's a new day. It's a new slate. When we say to God, we're sorry. We're sorry for what we've done. When we confess our sins in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I want to end by a story. I, my, my, I had an incident in my family years ago with my daughter. At 15, 16 years old, a uh, good girl up at that time, she, she made a mistake. And, uh, and, uh, and she got pregnant. And uh, I was, to say the least, livid. One of the few times, I, I don't think, she, I don't know if she ever got a whipping before that lash. But I, I was, I was, I, I think I whipped because of more of my hurt. And I never forget she was on praise and worship. And I had to bring it before the church and say, I, I got to sit her down. And then I asked the congregation, glory to God, what are we going to do? Now, this is with her standing there. What are we going to do? The people started standing up, and listen to what they said. It blew my mind. They said, Pastor, we want to forgive her. And people got up and started coming to the altar and grabbing her. And people started hugging and crying and say, we want to forgive her. My daughter went on to get married to the individual. They had three more other children. She graduated from Temple on time. He graduated from the South on time. And God turned that thing around. But it didn't start out that way. God is a God that loves us immensely. 
And he wants us to come to him no matter if we feel that we're failures or we're messed up. We all make mistakes. But he says, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm meek, lowly of heart. Ye shall find rest for your soul. And I pray this morning that no matter what condition you're in, you realize this morning that you can come to Jesus. And he will gladly receive you. And he'll take you. He'll forgive you. He'll love you. He'll restore you. God bless you.